So I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care has partnered with Flat River Infusions as a corporate sponsor. Now, who is Flat River Infusions? They are a North Carolina-based hemp and CBD company that provides all natural CBD products. The owner of Flat River Infusions, Nick Sagan, has a pretty powerful family story to tell. I would encourage you to go to their website, flatriverinfusions.com, and read about it. But just to let you know that Flat River's products are non-GMO, gluten-free, full-spectrum, and broad-spectrum CBD oils. There's a quality product that's grown in North Carolina, and you can't really say that about a lot of the CBD products on the market today. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what the quality control is. And you don't know what other channels those products have passed through before they actually get to you. Whether you're looking for a wellness product to add to your routine or an all-natural plant product, Flat River Infusions is here to help. Their products help support healthy body functioning, as well as help support healthy growing muscles as well. My favorite product is the CBD Herbal Salve which comes in a little glass container and you can literally rub it on your joints or any sore muscles. And within 30 minutes, you feel better. It's amazing. I love it and I use it daily and I would encourage you to do the same. If you are interested in checking out Flat River Infusion products, please go to their website at flatriverinfusions.com. And any purchase that you make when you mention our show, please use the coupon code CUFITNESS, the letter C, the letter U, fitness, and receive a 20% discount on all of your purchases. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Allison Kaskowski. Welcome so much to this edition of the to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. And today I've got a special treat today for a guest. Um, it's not often that I get to interview and have a conversation with another fitness professional. Um, and especially right now, after coming out of the year that all of us have had, you know, with the COVID pandemic and with the way the world has changed and the way that, you know, so many people are either paying extra attention to their health or they're not. I just, I always love getting the opportunity to talk to another health or fitness professional about their perspective. And so my guest today is Sean Tegmeyer. She is also a fitness pro and a published author. She's a former long distance runner. And she, she and I were able to connect online and she is based just outside of the Chicago area. So Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh, Allison, thank you so much for inviting me. No, I'm so glad that you're here. I love having another, um, another fitness coach to talk to just about, just about everything, self-care about, you know, how we're encouraging people to, you know, look after themselves and all that. So why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you first? Okay. Well, like you were saying, self-care and everything. Um, my, my actual journey into fitness started when I was 36 years old. Mm-hmm. I was a chain smoking couch potato. Wow. And re- yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, that but- really wasn't what I was expecting to hear. <laughs> I know. Right? People right? Are like, what? Yeah. Um, so at 36, I opted to, you know, I, one day I got a little sniff of myself and I realized I smelled like a dirty ashtray and it absolutely disgusted and nauseated me. So I managed to quit smoking and upon quitting smoking, I um, thought, well, I'm a healthy person now. I'm not smoking anymore. So I'm just going to eat everything not nailed down you know, good things for you, like pretzels, maybe a whole bag of them wasn't the best idea. 
But for the next three or so years, I managed to put on like 40, 50 pounds, not uh-huh. realizing at the time, of course. And um, then that little realization did hit me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to do something here. So I went to Weight Watchers, I lost weight, and I had kind of started walking a little bit. Uh-huh. And that was like the most exercise I had really ever done in my whole life. Okay, admittedly, and I was at 39 years old at this time. One of my friends named Walt, his, our two boys were both on the same travel soccer team. And Walt had taken up this crazy thing called running. And as a new runner, likes to talk to everyone possible about running. And Uh nobody wants to listen. (laughs) I love that. Um, I was too polite to just tell him I wasn't interested in listening. So I just politely listened. And I think that planted a little seed in my brain. And so I started running when I was 39 years old. I tried to run a block and a half to my house and I made it about a half a block and, you know, just about collapsed in somebody's yard, gasping for breath. And I thought, well, this is just the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> um, and for some reason, I just kept trying to do it. Uh-huh. And that was, I want to say that was in maybe May I tried to do that. Well, then by the time September rolled around, I ran my first 5K that September. Awesome. So it was, um, and then from a 5K, it went to a 10K, to a half marathon. And then in 2005, I ran my first Chicago marathon. And um, I thought it was going to be my last marathon. After you do your first marathon, you're like, okay, did that. Right. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. But I, um, I kind of kept going. And um, between the years of 2005 and 2014, I crossed the finish line 34 times running 26.2 miles or longer. Uh-huh. And that was 16 marathons and 18 ultra marathons. And Holy ultra cow. Marathons, anything longer than 26.2. So I guess it's safe to say it's to safe to assume that you were doing more than just politely listening at this point about running, right? Right. It was like I yeah, I was politely listening. <laughs> the seed was planted. I tried it at the age of 39. <laughs> and I just really got more into fitness then. Like after, you know, like right around the time I was running that first 5K, I was, I thought, oh, I'm going to go and find out more about running. So, Uh because I didn't have any background in it. You know, I wasn't like a high school athlete or anything. I was like the class clown, you know. Uh Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, okay. And I started taking classes and on exercise science and all this other stuff. And they were, you know, they were all saying, well, who's here to be a personal trainer? And I thought, well, not me. I just need to run a little bit better. Uh But after I went through all these classes and stuff, I ended up thinking, oh, maybe I could do that a little bit on the side. So I studied for and got my national certification. And that was like 14 years ago now. And I've been personal training ever since I quit my day job and just started personal training. And 
absolutely love it. Um, you know, I, you know, was teaching some classes. I do mostly one-on-one training. Uh-huh, right. Um, and I'm right now, the other day we started, I've got a five-mile training group. It's a group of 14 people that are, we're training to do a five-mile run, you know? Uh-huh. So it, it's just a lot of fun. All the wow. I just, I just love your energy and hearing you talk about it. And you just, there are so many golden nuggets in there that I just want to pick your brain about. One is, you know, at 39, you could have said, I'm too old to do this. That ship has sailed. This isn't really going to work because, you know, we hear that. I mean, let's be honest. I don't know about you, but I hear that on the daily almost from people. Well, that ship has sailed. That's too hard for me. I know my body. It's not going to do that. But what you did was you just said, why not? Right. Right. And, you know, how often do we say, I really want to try something different, whatever it is. And we immediately start to talk ourselves out of it. And imagine if we all just sat there and said, okay, why not? What would happen? Well, that's the whole thing is even like when I was in the beginning, my beginning running, you know, I would kind of sneak out because I didn't want anybody to know I was doing it because they might think I was, you know, crazy. (laughs) I wasn't, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking they're thinking, right. That lady thinks she's an athlete, but she's, (laughs) you know, so I'm like in the dark sneaking around and then uh-huh. sometimes I think, oh gosh, you know, I just, what am I doing? And I thought, you know what you're doing? What are you going to do? Go home and sit on the couch and start smoking cigarettes or something again. You've eked out this time. Just keep going. It doesn't matter. You're not qualifying for the Olympics, you know? Yeah. You just, just do this, you know? Yeah, just we're not out to be the fast in the world. We're out to be the best that we can be, right? That we can be. And I think like what you said exactly, Allison, is how many times do we say, do we talk ourselves out of it before? Like, well, I could go out now, but, you know, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. Or, uh, yeah, I think maybe I'm a little bit too old. I think do not stop yourself before you start. I love that. That is such a good lesson for anybody at any point in their life. Don't stop yourself before you even begin. I love it. Right. Just, just try it. See what happens. Yeah. I love it. And I also love the fact that you started taking courses, which exercise science is totally my bag. I'm a science geek and that's what my education is in as well. And Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things though, that, and you talk to anyone who's really who really like geeks out over their subject material and they'll tell you just how much they enjoy it. It's not like they're studying or anything to read about and understand about how the body works and all that. But you bring up another good point where you're in here and you're thinking, well, I could probably do this on the side. And the more you just kept digging a little deeper and then you were like, okay, what's possible? What's next? Okay. Well, what's next? Let's keep going. And how often do we stop ourselves? Even like, say we start, we'd say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start this. Then Mm -hmm. how often do we stop ourselves and say, well, I'm just not going to do that right now. I'm going to just handle this over here and I'll get back to it later. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. You just don't want to do that. Yeah. Because then in a year, you're going to be looking back going, gosh, what if I would have done that? Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, that our minds you know, the human brain is like, is fascinating to me. And I've, I've, you know, over the last year with the restrictions and everything in our industry, it's really sort of 
all of us have just had to, you know, reinvent ourselves. And so one of the things that I've just dug much deeper into is, is studying mindset, you know, and what's, what's involved with it and all that. And what I find to be really interesting about the way the mind works is, is that, you know, we base all of our, our, so much of our thoughts are in our subconscious, you know, about what we're, you know, and that's programmed from an early age, you know, that's where all of our, you know, negative things from our childhood, or if we had a bad experience or whatever. And, and what we have to remember is, is that our brain always wants to keep us safe. Our brain never wants us to do anything different. So in your case, if you're trying to run, and like you said, you collapsed in somebody's front yard and you were like, what am I doing? You know, you know, your mind is in there saying, Sean, you're such an idiot. What in the world are you thinking? <laughs> this just isn't going to happen. Okay. I mean, come on, let's get real. Right. Yes. And yeah. you were just, and then you just, you had an opportunity in that moment to say, you know what? I tried it. This isn't going to work. Let's right. find something else. But you were like, nope, I'm not available for that today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, so often what we let our limiting and negative beliefs stop us before we even have a chance when, you know, and so many people, I think, just don't realize we really do have a choice at the end of the day, especially when it comes to how we do us. Yes. You have a choice in the beginning of the day to decide what kind of day you're going to have. And Absolutely. I, I've had some bad days, I admit, and I didn't wake up thinking, I'm just hoping today's going to be the worst day of my life. Yeah. I don't exactly wake up. Yeah, totally. That. Totally. But sometimes it does happen. But if you kind of like, I'm a total morning person, actually. Yeah, so am I. So maybe, maybe that's part of my problem. <laughs> People are like, whoa, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I like wake up and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I, I have two dogs. <clears throat> I usually always have two dogs. What I love to do is I love to get out and like run with them in the morning. Um, and our favorite is when we're out there before the birds are up. You know? uh, yeah, me, before the, before the chickens yeah. even get up, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just great. It's just a great way to start the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to do something every morning that I enjoy uh-huh. it kicks off your day. And sometimes it just might be a day where I just want to sit quietly and read and sip some coffee or something. Yeah, totally. Just and I think, something. you know, you, that's such a great example of how we can define what self-care looks like for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there are so many people and I, I used to be one of them that as soon as you would get up in the morning and your feet would hit the floor, it'd be like, boom, you're off for the day. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think some of that is just, you know, I don't know how you were brought up, but I was brought up in a household where my sisters and my brother and I all had jobs when we were old enough to know what work was. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents were just like, you know, nothing is free. Money doesn't grow on trees. This is how we do things. And you get that gets programmed into your mind as to if, if you don't constantly do that, you're not going to get to where you want to be. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have a work ethic, but what I am saying is, is that you can really be intentional with your time and still achieve great success without killing yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And I think once you kind of figure that out, that you need that little bit of time to yourself, Uh it makes you more productive. Yeah. Amount of time. Absolutely. It's like a colleague of mine says, simplify to amplify, right? Yes. Yes. So let's talk. I mean, how do you, 
how do you really approach the subject with your clients as far as, you know, how do they do them and all that? I'm assuming people come to you and they say, I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. You know, I want to just feel better. And so how do you approach the subject of, you know, making time for you with somebody that's really not used to that? Well, when people come up and they're like, well, I think I want to hire a trainer. I tell them that that's the first step that they've made, you know, is that mm-hmm. they've realized they need to hire a trainer. And um, a lot of my clients have been with me <clears throat> for like, you know, over 10 years. And that's wonderful. They must love it, you. You know, it's yeah, it's so much fun. It's just it is. It's really like the it's best very rewarding to have it, those long standing relationships. I have several of my clients are the same way. So I can relate to that. Yeah, it, it's just um, it, it's just great. But I, you know, I tell them, okay, well, this is great because most people hire trainers for accountability. Then you have an appointment. Mm -hmm. Somebody's waiting for you and you've paid some money. Mm -hmm. Some people are, I think, are when they have to pay for it, I think it gets their attention a little bit more. It really does. And I'll usually sit down with them and talk to them and find out what their history is. What do they like doing? You know, do you like walking? Do you like running? Do you like weightlifting? Do you like yoga? You know, that kind of stuff. And then find out what, what exactly are you looking for to do? Do you want more endurance? Do you want to tone? Do you want uh-huh. to where you are? You know, are you training for a marathon? Are you, you know? Yeah. Whatever. So you want them, you want to kind of get clear on what they think they want. And then you sort of help fill in the holes. Right. And you yeah. know, we'll figure out what they need to do. And um, I think the most, the most important, uh, I want to say the most important lesson, not lesson, but I want my clients to know, or my goal for people when I'm training them mm-hmm. is I want them to have fun. I yeah. want them to enjoy what they're doing. I said, I I said, I want you to wake up in the morning and go, oh, hey, great. Today's the day I get to train with Sean. I can't Uh wait to get there. I don't want you to wake up and go, oh, my God. I really don't want to go work out and see Sean today. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So, yeah, I just want to educate people, Uh um, whether they stay training or not, just to find something, some kind, some form of movement or exercise that they enjoy. Um, Well, because people forget that our bodies are created to move, right? We're We're not not created to sit still, to sit behind a computer or watch movies or TV all day or sit in a car all day or whatever. And even though, depending on how you live your life, I mean, some of that is just necessary depending on what your job is like or your home life or whatever. But we forget, people forget that our bodies, our bodies are created to to be on the go. We're created to move probably more than any other species. Exactly. And our, and on, on that same note, our bodies are capable of amazing things in terms of getting stronger, getting more flexible, the tasks that our bodies are able to handle. Just look at how our body's able to recover from sickness and injury you know, when our body is in a good place to start, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's amazing to me. It really is. It, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And when I started running, when I was Mm -hmm. 39, I wasn't, I, you know, I had never exercised before, like I was telling you. So this little blurb that I'm going to throw in is 
I think I'm super fortunate that I did start running and start exercising and whatnot when I did, even Uh, though I was 39, because when I was 52, I think, uh 51, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. Oh, wow. Which is bone marrow cancer. Right. Correct. And um, I... I don't want to say I sailed through the stem cell transplant, yeah. but um, my recovery um, and my long-term now still going on because it's not curable. You know, you just always have it and keep going through. Right. It's like, it sounds like you're in remission now. Right. And, yeah. you know, I go once a, once a month for my drip to, you know, to just keep it at bay. Right. Correct. Um, but my oncologist, um, and I believe that my fitness level is uh-huh. what really, really helped. Oh, I have no doubt it did that. And the fact that you stopped smoking, mm-hmm. I think you know, both of those are huge, huge, huge yeah. advantages for you. Yeah. So it's never too late to start trying to get a little exercise in, get a little healthier, because you never know what's going to pop up in the future. I love that you said that. I I could not agree with you more. I just that's got to be that's got to be one of the best statements ever that if anyone out there is listening, if you don't take anything away from our conversation, take that away. It is never, never too late for you to start something. No, never, Mm-mm. never. And it can look any way that works for you. It doesn't have to be the traditional gym workout or, or even running a race. If that's not your thing, you know, right. it can be, it can be, you know, anything that just gets you moving. It's right. better if you enjoy it, but if you don't, okay, let's just pick something that's easy for you to do. Yes, exactly. Um, I have people, I have uh, friends, well, clients, friends, they do like um, archery, you know, uh-huh. um, there's many of them. Um, I don't, <clears throat> they do dog training uh-huh. you know? and I've been through a lot of dog training classes. And let me tell you, you work up a sweat. Nose Heck yeah, you do. You work hard. You know? And especially if you're doing agility, because yeah. you're trying to run with a dog uh-huh. and I mean, you don't even realize it, but it's so much fun. Um, There's so, you know, a lot of different gardening, all the ups and downs, um, all that kind of stuff. I mean, sailing, swimming, um, the paddle boarding is really big out here now and kayaking. And, you know, I think a lot of people think of that maybe more recreational, but it's also very beneficial because you're moving your muscles. We're getting that body moving. Well, and you, and that you bring up another good point with, you know, dog training, for example, or yard work or anything along, you know, those lines, you know, those, these are all movements that, you know, our body needs to be able to do and do in a, in a, in an effective way. I mean, to me, that is exactly what fitness is all about. It's challenging your body so that you can get better at living your life. Yes. And enjoying your life. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it looks like. Right. Yeah. I love that. That just, that makes so much sense. Cause you know, a lot of the people that I see, most of my clients are in what I like to call the second half of their life. And, you know, they want to be able to spend time with their grandkids and travel and, and do more, you know, take care of things around their house and, 
you know, maybe, maybe start a second business or, you know, get more involved in things. And that takes energy and stamina and strength and peace of mind too. I mean, that's something else we hadn't really touched on, but to me, that's a, a hidden benefit of being active and taking care of yourself is it you're actually giving yourself an insurance policy that you're, you know, to actually feel better. Yeah. To feel better. And then and like you were saying, and another thing that could not agree with you more, uh-huh. uh, most of my clients are like, you know, yours, yeah. uh, the second half of their lives. Yeah. And some of them are, you know, even further along, you mm-hmm. know, and it's basically to keep their independence. Yes, totally. You know, I mean, how often do you think about, think about the moves that we do every day uh-huh. just to live? You know, we squat, we push, we pull, mm-hmm. we twist. We pick yep. things up. We, you know, we move around. All of that means that your body is called upon to do tasks. And in order yep. to do them and do them really well, you want your body to be able to function at the best level that it can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do, and my clients always laugh because I don't care what age they are, they're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Those exercises. Right, right. The, the get-ups, you know, where they sit down. And that like, oh, I love, I love the, I love the get up. I, right? I, I and, and the half get up is a good exercise too. Yes. Um, you know, like from a variety of heights, depending on what stage. Totally. Yeah, totally. Know? And they're like, why are we doing these again? And I'm, and then, you know, bring them up so you can get off the toilet yeah. in life. And yeah, like, totally. Yeah. And you can get up out of a chair better or, yeah, out of a you know, chair. be able to reach that top shelf if you need to be able to do that. Yes. That's another one. Or mm-hmm. get, pick up, get your laundry out and, and carry mm-hmm. it without worrying if you're going to trip and fall, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and totally. Downstairs, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, we work on all of that, regardless of what age you are, you know, I'll do step ups and mm-hmm. get ups and, you know, overheads and just a whole bunch and a lot of core work. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, all, yeah. it can, it can, it can mean so many things. Yes. And yes. I think that's, that's one of the things that I just, I make a point every time I get a chance to talk about it with people is, is that it's fitness is not often what you think. Right. It's what you don't think and so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're exactly right. Cause I think people think fitness. Okay. You know, they flash back to like 1970 or 1980 with Jane Fonda. Yeah. Or, or somebody, step, step aerobics, you know, who remembers that, right. And, or, you know, like the, <laughs> the hulky people, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. We're not trying to do that. You guys, we're trying to make your life where it's a better quality, where you're yep. more you know, you can keep your independence. You can enjoy like your grandkids, like you were saying, uh-huh. like your toddlers, if you have toddlers, whatever, just function. I'm all about functional movement. Yeah, totally. Me too. There's seven basic moves that we do in everyday life. I teach yep. that in every single program that I do. Me too. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yes. So what kinds of things do you do to take care of yourself as a fitness professional? Because it's, well, it's so hard. I think I don't, I'll stop. I won't say it's so hard, but I'll say it can be a real challenge because, you know, we have to be up and ready often when people aren't working. And that means, you know, that means working a different schedule. It means kind of arranging our lives in a different way too. 
Yeah, because yeah, um, people always say, because like, well, with COVID, when that happened prior to COVID, uh-huh. um, I would typically start work, basically start work at 5 a.m., um, you know, drive to the gym at 5 a.m. because those were my earliest clients because they had to hop on a train at like 6.30, you know? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So I would start like at 5 a.m. And I'm sure you do the same thing. You know, you start, you've got like like the morning clients from five to nine, uh-huh. and then, you know, a couple there and a little bit later, maybe a few. And then like three 30 again, it starts again. Cause they're uh-huh. coming home from work. Yeah. Right. Um, so we do, we did have really, and now because not so many people are coming back to the gym right now. So it's a little bit lessened. So now I'm more like a 6am girl. Uh-huh. You're kind of enjoying girl. that extra hour, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. So I, like with COVID and everything, um, with the quarantining and everything shutting down so much, I really um, kind of restocked, you know, to reevaluate it. And I thought I really got to get back into my running. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been running more and doing like several virtual um, challenges through a running group I'm in, which is a lot of fun because we all post together and try to get our miles in. Totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I do, I like do a lot of workouts down in my basement. Um, you know, I got a mirror and a BOSU and a ball and weights and all that good stuff. And, uh, I, I like go through YouTube, <laughs> you know? Yeah. YouTube has lots of stuff on there. I yeah. mean, it's, it can be overwhelming, you know? It can be, but yeah. I kind of prefer to like have somebody else just tell me, pick up these weights and do this. Okay. Uh-huh. Rather yeah, than you don't want to have to think during your fitness I don't want to have right? to think. And that's yeah. what our clients always say, right? Yeah, totally. Like, well, I could just come in here and you just tell me what to do. Uh-huh. You know? This <laughs> so is like why that. coaches need coaches too. Yes, you know? exactly. Totally. And I have hired trainers in the past. Uh-huh. Yeah. For myself, because I know I can't be trusted to do my own <laughs> I love that. I can't be trusted. <laughs> That's funny. You need, you need an appointment and be accountable is what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Sometimes I think we just have to be open and available to what's possible for us as well. Yes. You know, even as we wear all these different hats of, you know, trainer and coach and confidant and listener and whatever else that we do, you know, we, we, we still have to make sure we have boundaries set so that we can look after ourselves. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, that's something that changes and evolves as we do. It does, because I remember when I first started training, Mm -hmm. I kind of laugh about this now, but my first client, I was so excited. I remember running home and telling my family, I got my first client and she's on Friday night at eight (laughs) o'clock. And And now like your family was like, what? Friday night at eight o'clock? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh, you got your first client. That's so great. You know? And I was just thrilled beyond belief. And Um, um, now I wouldn't do that now for now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't blame you. I don't, I I know a lot of, I know a lot of trainers who work evenings. I don't do a lot of evenings either. Usually. I mean, sometimes I'm online doing a teaching or something in the evening, but, but I usually don't do any clients in the evening anymore. So not at eight o'clock. That's well, like, if you're going to be a morning person, it's awfully hard to do evenings too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you, you, you have, you have to pick your battles and you have yeah. to decide 
when is the time of day when I am at my best? Right, right. You know, because, you know, your clients want the best from you and they expect the best from you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So let's say someone out there is listening and they're just loving this conversation and they're like, I've got to do something for me. What would you, how would you tell them that they could start doing something today? They could just start by walking around the block if they can do that. Yeah. You know, um, and just any kind of movement, any kind of movement, depending uh-huh. on, you know, it's hard to say where people are in their fitness level right now, uh-huh. you know, without knowing them, but the smallest, simplest movements are enough to get you started. Um, one thing I tell people is um, push-ups and people are like, push-ups, push-ups. You could do push-ups on a wall. Oh, totally. Or a kitchen counter. Or a kitchen counter. Yep, yeah. you could do that. Um, you can hang on to that kitchen counter and do some teeny tiny little squats. Just make uh-huh. sure your butt's out, you know, butt uh-huh. out, chest up, butt out, chest up. Um, and just like some like little side steps back and forth. Uh-huh. Um, or go out and try running. I start my um runners. We started a new group, as I was saying the other day. And um, we ran for 20 minutes, uh-huh. but we spent the first two minutes walking or running, and then we spent a minute walking. So mm-hmm. we did, two, they're called, we just call them two and ones, two uh-huh. minute run, one minute walk, two minute run, one minute walk. Uh-huh. And if even that's too much, do it reverse, do a one minute run, two minute walk. Yeah. Well, so just start, start what I'm hearing you say is start where you are. Start where you are, because we're all at different places. We're mm-hmm. all at different places. Mm-hmm. So whatever you can do, movement wise, just just do that. Yeah, like any movement, any movement. Um, you know, it said that you should do like thirty minutes of exercise a day to kind of maintain what you've got going. Um, and a lot of people think I I literally cannot do exercise for 30 minutes. Yeah. Or they think it's, or they just say, I don't have time. That's where they go. I don't have time. Yeah. And actually like, what do they say now? I see it online all the time. Um, what an hour of exercise is what, like 4% of your day or something. Yeah, it is. I did. It is. Yeah. So if you do a half an hour, it's only 2% of your day. Yeah. And it's just, you know, what it comes down to, I think for so many people is, is people will do ultimately what is important to them, but it is up to us as teachers and educators and Mm -hmm. leaders in our field. It is up to us, I believe, to not just show them what's possible, but to live that it's possible, you know, like, like paint, not just paint a picture for them and say, it's going to be all sunshine and roses and unicorns, you know, Mm because we both know that's not always the way it is, but it's, but it's also about saying, okay, so today do this and tomorrow do this Mm -hmm. and the next day do this so Mm -hmm. that people really, I think need to be able to see that, you know, we're not just talking it, but we're actually walking it too. No pun intended. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it really, it really is going to look different for for so many people. Yeah, yeah. 
And especially now, I believe, after as we come out of the pandemic and things are starting to open up and people are starting to move around and travel and all that, it's, you know, I just I, I just feel so compelled more than ever to illustrate the point that, you know, we get one life. We get one chance at this life. Yep. And, you know, there's never going to be zero percent risk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, OK, what do I want the rest of my life to look like? Do right. I want to stay home and be afraid all the time? Right. Do I want to think that it really isn't possible for me? Do I want to think that nothing is really going to work? You know, we, yeah. you know, and so it's up to us to to illustrate that it really is possible for people, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just get out there, get moving. And then when you do, like you said, like do something today and what are you going to do tomorrow? And what are you going to do the next day? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of maybe like make a little reward for yourself. Yeah. 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 Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. You know, schedule yeah. something that you've been wanting to do. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't take any, you can't take anything with you. No. You, you might can't. as well just live live and enjoy and be the best version of yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just get out and enjoy rather than watching it all the time on TV. Yes, totally. Absolutely. So this has been so much fun. I have loved talking to you. Where can people find you? Um, on my website. Okay. Which is is my name. Okay. So it's, um, S H A W N. Uh Uh-huh. T is in Tom, E G, uh-huh. another T is in Tom, M E I E R dot com. Right. So it's SeanTegmeyer.com because that yes. second T is silent, like you told yes. me. Yeah. Yes. And yes. so people can read all about you and where to find you and what your offerings are. And you're a published author too. So tell us about your book. Yes. Uh, my book is called Running with Walt. And like I said, it's <clears throat> how a chain smoking couch potato got off the couch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, when I started running um, and then I went to like, you know, I got more involved with the running community and my friend Walt, who introduced me to all that. Um, people would, you know, the other runners and people would ask me, they're like, wow, wait, you did what you used to smoke like a pack, a pack and a half a day and now uh-huh. you're marathons and training people. Uh-huh. And you're like, yep, that was me. I'm like, yeah, that was me. And they're like, that's really incredible. You really need to write about this. And I would just say, uh-huh, sure. And So for a long time, um, I would just say, yes, I'm going to write a book someday. And it's going to be called Running with Walt. Uh And my friend Walt would say, okay, let me know when we're going to do book signings. And I said, okay. I love it. I love it. Run with Walt. And Walt was the guy that you just politely listened to, right? You told us at the beginning of the show, right? Yes. Yeah. Politely listened to. I love that. I love that. He has to feel good that he's famous now too, right? Oh my gosh. We had, you know, we've had so much fun. I bet. Yeah. I we bet. I love it. I think it's such a, yeah. such a fun story. I love it. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, Allison. This was great. No problem. We'll have to have you back for a future episode and we can compare notes again. I always love meeting and talking to other, 
other health and fitness professionals. So I write exactly. Yeah, totally. So if anyone out there is listening and they're feeling really inspired and you want to connect with Sean, please do that. Go to her website. Her website is listed in the show notes. So you can read all about her and her journey from being a chain smoker and a couch potato to use her words to a runner and a trainer and fitness professional and published author and the whole thing. So it's just a a complete example that, you know, anything that you want is really possible if you first believe that it's possible. So, um, so please make sure you connect with her if that's something that um, interests you. And I just want to take a minute and thank you again for all of you out there listening for all of your support of my show over the last almost two years, we will have our two year birthday in early August. And we are coming up on episode 100. And I already have some special plans in the works for that. And I would not be sitting here continuing to do this without your support. So I just want you to know out there, all of you, how incredibly grateful I am. We reach new people every week. We're heard all over the world. We're in over 25 countries. And um, I just, it just blows me away how technology is, is, is able to connect all of us in a way that we never would have thought possible. If you're on Facebook and you would like to come and join me in my private community, please do that at Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. Um, this month, uh, my theme is focused on spring training and we are focused on movement and eating and getting organized and travel and just spring cleaning in every area of your life. So I would love to have you there. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I have fit, I am fit style gal, all one word. Um, so you can find me there as well. Please too, if you are not on any social media, uh, please feel free to send me an email at allison at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com. And just tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about what you're doing, what works, what doesn't work, what really inspires you. If there's particularly if there's anything you would really like to hear me talk about, I would love to hear from you. I always love to hear from my audience. You'll find all of our offerings as far as our programs and our retreat calendar. Everything is on my website. So please definitely check, you know, head there. And two, if you uh, want to subscribe and follow us, you can do that. And we always appreciate if you leave us a review. So this is Allison Kaskowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.